The following is a presentation of the Wide Open Mic Podcast Network. For information on this and other podcasts, please go to www.wideopenmic.net. Two players, two sides. Do you have any idea how badly I want to kill you? One is light. Pete, damn it, run! One is dark. We're the good guys, Michael. Son of a bitch. Don't ever tell me what I can't do, ever! Dude? You all, everybody! Let's go, friends. You all, everybody! You all, everybody! Acting like it's stupid people when expensive clothes. I love you, Benny. But if we can't live together... I says friends. I've always loved you. We're gonna die alone. Don't you leave me. I'm so sorry. Guys, we have to go back, Kate. I love you. We have to go back. Hey, everyone. Welcome to We Have to Go Back, a Lost Rewatch podcast. Talking about one of the most polarizing episodes of Lost. I'm going to say it. People call this the worst episode of Lost. Uh, Spoiler alert. I do not believe so. So uh, I I guess you said that, didn't you? I guess we'll talk about it, but uh, man, everyone is here. Fuge, Keith, does Jesse, me, everyone. Let's just break down this bad boy. I, uh, I got a lot to say about it, so hopefully everyone else does too. So, uh, spoiler alert, we are on Season 3, Episode 9, Stranger in a Strange Land. Uh, infamous, infamous episode, right, Jess? Yeah, it, uh, it, the fandom was really not happy when this came out, but I agree with you. I do not think it's the worst episode of Lost. I don't even think it's the worst one we've had this season. No, it's not. This was actually a fairly watchable one, I kind of thought. Yeah. So I think all the other I think all the other stuff is really good, but then the flashback it's all is it's the stuff you can just excise and not even ever think about again. That's the bad stuff. Yeah. Was was that the polarizing stuff? Was really the flashback? Yeah. No. Yeah, I mean, it, was it was just like who the fuck cares how somebody got their tattoos? Like it's just a well, I, I thought story. the whole point of it was that like she was a mystic person as well, and like his destiny was preordained or some stupid bullshit like she was part of the island somehow and we'll get to that because maybe that is the case i have that in my notes this episode uh was released on february 21st 2007 directed by paris barclay this is his one and only episode and my favorite thing if you go to the lost lost uh, wikipedia you click on his link because i always go and see how many episodes they direct and all it said was directed Stranger in a Strange Lang, and underneath it has over 100 hats. Those are the only two entries on his lost Wikipedia what, page. Over 100 hats? Hats. Is that what I- like, well, let me get the exact wording. I think it's something like, has. it was pretty funny when I clicked on it. Hang on. I got it up right here. Uh Stranger in a Strange Land directed and trivia. Barclay has a large collection of baseball caps. So that's not even as cool as I, I originally said it. Oh, it's just, yeah, it's way more. He just has a collection of baseball caps. That's, I mean, not even trivia. It's just like a, a 
thing. <laughs> now, do you think people look on it, Jess, and be like, he directed Stranger in a Strange Land, and they never asked him to come back? Stupid people. Maybe he just had, you know, too many hats, and it was a problem on set. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. All right, so uh, let's get into the deets besides the dates. Uh, written by Liz Sarnoff and Christina M. Kim. It is uh, Liz's sixth episode and the fourth with Christina. And so far, Christina, all of her episodes have been written with Liz Sarnoff. So they apparently seem to be a team. Not quite as great of a team as like Eddie and Adam, but um, they seem to be pitching these two guys together. All of the cast appear in this episode Except, like, two-thirds of them. Who was not in this episode? The entire other side of the island. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So give me names. I wanted it. Everybody. It was everyone was not in it. I'm trying to buy yeah, time till Daz gets back. Yeah, we, we need to reevaluate this part of the podcast because Lost becomes more and more segmented as it goes along. You've got episodes on this little this little group right here. And so we're just going to be naming the whole cast eventually, you know? Well, I... Yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. You're like, oh, uh, Iggy and Paula weren't in it. I'm like, they've been in like 15 minutes of show. like saying <laughs> They've they been there the there. whole time! <laughs> it's, not, it's not notable that they weren't in the episode. It's just how it's been up to this point. <laughs> I think relatively shortly, once this, like, Jack and the other storyline gets wrapped up and he gets off the island for good, when Ben lets him leave... I feel like they don't do this as much. Do you do you feel that way, Jess? Yeah, I think the show just does it more and more and more. Like you will get a couple weeks with like you know the same sort of group, or you'll hop around. But very rarely will we get an episode to where we bounce around to everybody. It's just with the stories that are being told, that's just increasingly impossible with how many people are on the island. Okay, well, I guess you're I right. Don't, I can't, I can't really think of like, you know, if they're always together because now we're telling stories about the others and the castaways and the castaways are split up and, you know, so the others are always kind of part of it going forward. I guess you're right. Well, for the record, uh, Saeed, Desmond, Hurley, Jen, Son, Charlie, Locke, Nikki, and Paul. Not in the episode. <laughs> <laughs> I got it in. Um, yeah. Sorry we didn't play along. <laughs> you are yeah, just start just start listing it next time all of you but Daz are on my bad list he's the only one on my good list <laughs> well you walked away that's not fair yeah I didn't get yeah. to do my intro which was going to be Sawati Ka alright <laughs> you just that's, did it that's hello in Thai yeah, just... yeah. Right, I uh... my pronunciation I think I probably butchered the pronunciation I just really, I, I mean, I remember, I learned how to say some you, key you, phrases. You recognize what I was saying, future. So. Yeah, well, I learned some key phrases while I was there, but that was, you know, 15 years ago. So I don't, you know, it's not really. You might have there. been there at the same time. I was there in 2000. Um, it was over New Year's 2008. Oh, wow. I was there just a few months later. When were you there, Jess? I, I was in downtown Bangkok for New Year's. It was quite the shit show. When so were you that's there? How, where you got crabs. No, that's <laughs> you got those in Tallahassee. <laughs> that's where my yeah, this is my Tallahassee. What, what tattoo did you come back with? Uh I did not come back with a tattoo, but my brother did get uh robbed by Thai whores. That was fine. I hope he got laid at least. No, he was just trying to buy a beer and they like swarmed like 
Dude, they came out. Oh, that's, out. yeah, they, they, there are some nasty places there. I tried to get a drink at some, like, club that I thought was just, like, a bar or a club, but it, I, it ended up being an extremely traumatizing incident where, like, I was almost bullied into spending $100. I was bullied into almost spending, like, $100 on a beer. Yeah, they, a yeah, crazy amount of money, and they like weird. It's really weird. They like yeah, bully so you. They like make you feel so bad. I I you didn't pay it. I didn't care about that shit because I like I wasn't that. So anyway, I like, was scared about it. Beat the shit out of me. I had to like run, dude. The, anyway, so he like um he just went to pay for his beer, and they like a dozen of them came out of nowhere, like grabbed his money, and they just scattered like cockroaches. So you know, <laughs> Jesse, when were you in Thailand? I went at like. In 2015, 2016. Did you go for any reason, or? I had a a friend of mine went, uh, like, and was doing teaching, so I used that as a reason to go. And we, but basically, it was Thailand the first day and the last day, and then all the in between that, we went to Indonesia, uh, Bali, like a bunch of different places. It was just you know flights, flights, trains, you know, going all kind of places. So. And nice. you got zero tattoos there. I got zero tattoos. Yep. I would have gotten Jack's actual tattoo, if if I were to go over there. I mean, it seems like it's a pretty large shoulder, uh, um, bicep tattoo, or wherever he got it. You know. So uh, our old, my old co-host on Gunner and the Pistols podcast, uh, Kelly from the uh, Twin Peaks podcast, her ex-husband was a tattoo artist, and I told her that I would get a uh, uh, Hanson tramp stamp on my back uh, from her husband live on the podcast. Luckily, that is, luckily uh, they got divorced, but how hilarious would that be? Just the Hanson logo as a tramp stamp? Oombop? Uh, it's your terrible life choice, I guess. I don't have to live with it. I mean, so. if you're going to get a tattoo, at least make it hilarious. No, that's... No, what? Either <laughs> yeah. that or regerts. I don't know, yeah. one of the two. I don't, I don't understand your logic. Yeah, if you're going to get no regrets, then sure, maybe, but... All right, so uh, back to the cast. Uh, guest starring by Ling as uh, Achara, right? Achara? How do you pronounce... She pronounced it? Achara. Achara, I think that's right. Yeah, that sounds right. The great MC Ganey is Mr. Friendly. Uh, Tom, is it okay still calling him Friendly? Has he ever referenced in the show as Mr. Friendly? Or is it just only by us? I think it was a nickname that the writers gave him, and then that caught on to the fandom, and then they just named him that. Uh, how I think it happened. I rarely call him Tom, but we all know who he is. Uh, Tina Ramonde as Tanya Ramonde, excuse me, as uh, Alex. Uh, Blake Bashoff as Carl and uh, Diana Scarwood as uh, Isabella, a.k.a. what they call her? The Sheriff? The Sheriff. Um, yeah. Co-stars. One of my favorites, the great Kimberly Joseph as Cindy the Flight Attendant. Anyone else big Cindy fan? She's kind of hot with that Australian accent. No, no. Uh, uh, she's got that, like, soccer mom look that I'm not really into. I dig the soccer mom. My wife is a soccer mom. Um, I'm not really trying to bang your wife. So <laughs> I appreciate that. I uh, think. <laughs> <laughs> also, we got James. No, no, so I, 
I am trying to bang your wife. So. <laughs> you actually yeah, met my wife. I want to bang your wife, Gutter. Don't don't worry about that. You know what? Yeah. Go ahead, guys. I give you my blessing. <laughs> I thought I was being nice, but all right, all right. I can't I can't win no matter what. Uh we got James Hong is the great Asian named Chet. He was the her friend from the restaurant, which the I don't restaurant get. Restaurant that beat the shit out of him later. Yeah. Uh so, ugh, good luck with this one, Gunner. Uh Sawathep Sunup who was the Thai man, the guy that gave her the envelope at the restaurant. And then you had Shannon uh, Chanatam, who was the Thai boy that said, uh, Dr. Jack Soda or whatever. Um, and of course, the great uncredited. Of he, wasn't, he wasn't short round. He, did it like short. <laughs> he, did, he was kind of like short round. He, he Actually, now that you mentioned, he was a little short roundish, but that, I mean, but that's pretty, I don't know if that's just... Gotta see everything everywhere all I was once. just Short about to say that, back. Daz. Took the words out of my mouth. <laughs> it's on my list. I, just, I haven't caught it yet. It's on my it's list. It's great. Masterful movie. Uh, uncredited, we got Kristen Havelock as Emma and Mickey Grace as Zach. Of course, this covers days 73 and 74 and is a Jack-centric episode. So let's just jump in, guys. We open with Kate Sawyer and Carl on the boat. And Kate says, we have to go back. And wow. Sawyer, Sawyer tells her no, because it is what Jack wanted. Uh, and then Carl says. Also, what are they going to do? Let's, let's be let's be very real. Like, what are they going to They barely got out of there with their lives. Yeah, the first man. Time. I'm surprised he didn't bring up the fact that let's just go back to camp and get some other people and we'll come back with. Right, like if that, that's a real plan, right? Yeah, like, let's right. go get reinforcements. Now we have a boat. We could like maybe launch some sort of counterattack of some kind, and and def- you know whatever. Like but then like, she would have been so pissed off, right? Yeah, but it's, it's just the two of them and half a corpse. Like they're not going to do anything. Yeah, but that's why it seemed to me it was uh, the fight and the tension was unwarranted because it it could have been. Well, we find out later in the episode why at least Sawyer thinks that tension. Uh, Carl says, and I quote Sawyer, Captain Bunny Killer would kill them if they go back. Uh, And then uh, then he says... Captain Bunny Killer? I missed that. Yes, that's what Sawyer called him. Um, And then Carl says, God loved you as he loved Jacob. So, Keith, my first question in the episode goes for you. Um... We know that there's Jacob on this island. We've heard heard them reference him. So Jacob here is the biblical Jacob, because that's a quote from the Bible. Do you think that the Jacob that they keep talking about could possibly be the Jacob of the Bible? It's possible, because they also quoted uh, an eye for an eye Mm. later on. So they did have some biblical references. That's from Hammurabi's code from from Babylon. Oh, is it? Okay. (laughs) That's not the Bible. That's no, I believe it's also from the Bible. An eye for an eye. That is in the Bible. I thought it was too. I don't think so. so. I'm pretty sure that's Hammurabi's code. He might have stolen it from the Bible. I thought Hammurabi's code was hand for a hand. Yeah, hand for a hand, eye for an eye. That's the whole. That's the whole. No, an eye for an eye is in executive uh, Exodus twenty one, twenty three, twenty seven. Yeah, we know Christianity never stole anything from other. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's actually an old testament commandment. Is that one eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth? Is yes. that what it is? Yeah. Well, this was a I think what I'm also reading that it's in the Roman civilization, the law of retaliation 
Latin lex talionis. So I think this was a kind of a concept amongst a lot of burgeoning civilizations and maybe originated from Hammurabi's code, but it's probably I believe that's the first, the first written iteration of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Recorded, recorded iteration of it then. The earliest known use of the principle appears in the Code of Hammurabi. Very good. Boom, Very good. Which predates the Hebrew Bible. Excellent. Thank you. <laughs> well, we have our lost but, historian and, we, but, and our Hammurabi historian. Our regular yeah. historian. <laughs> <laughs> to answer your question, I just, yeah, I, I did kind of uh, think, I do think it's uh, some type of a biblical reference. So. You think we'll ever see Jacob or you think he's just like a ghost? Well, they could evidently have a person that is named after that, Jacob. That's not out of character. Okay. Um, by the way, this is so far the only Jack flashback that did not have Christian Shepherd in it. Anyone notice that? No. No, I didn't well, he, notice But that. he was mentioned, though. Yes. And also did he not have the, uh, Sarah. who was in the airport flashbacks and stuff, though. Well, that wasn't a J. I don't consider... The pilot to be a Jack flashback episode. No, but there was like scenes where he's like remembering dealing with the airport that his dad's not in that are flashbacks. Just just saying, just saying. But up again from a Jack flashback episode. <laughs> All right. So then we- should we talk about who else wasn't in the flashback? Should we name everybody? Yeah. Yes. Sarah was yeah. not in this episode. <laughs> Uh, Lindsay Frost, a.k.a. Rick Giolito's wife, who played Shannon's mom. She needs to be in more of these episodes. I don't think we ever see her again. Uh, but you know who was? Spoiler alert, she did not. Uh, spoiler alert, uh, Mr. Friendly was. Because then we go to Friendly, who's going to move Jack. And Jack calls him out saying, if you're going to kill me, don't call it moving. Which Tom asks, why would we kill you? So, Keith, I'm going back to you again. I brought this up many times, but the uh, others have killed way less people than the survivors have killed. As far as others killing the survivors and survivors killing the others. Could these others, Keith, be good guys? Yeah, I mean, they could be. Do you think they're good guys? Well, I, I think a lot of people think Americans are the good guys, but we kill a lot of people too, innocently. So just because you're perceived to be good guys doesn't necessarily mean that you have the same motives that the other people do. Like I say, in almost every episode, everyone's the hero of their own story. Right. That's true. So there's no good guys. I think it's possible. I think the idea of a good guy and a bad guy is completely subjective. Yeah. 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 Yeah, If you call yourself the good guy, you're the bad guy. Yeah. Yeah. More than likely. Can't have up without down. So I know yeah, we I, talked about this a bunch, uh, Jess, but outside of Scott or Steve, whichever one, no one even knows, neither Scott nor Steve even know. And I think there was one Taylor that they killed. Have they killed any other of our survivors? And could it be possible that the Taylor that they killed, they were trying to grab him and they like, accidentally killed him like dropped him on his head or he tried to fight back and i mean it seems possible i mean the the only other guy that we know they tried to kill was charlie when they hung him which they referenced that in this episode so is that true just scott and steve that one why did they hang charlie that was just was that just the one guy going rogue that it wasn't really like part of the plan no i think it was just to get him to get him away from them yeah 
because you know, he was trying to get away and he said he was like if you don't stop following me then i will you know i will hurt somebody and that's what he happened there but i think that's the only confirmed one because i know that they like donald lucia said that they they took like nine people the first night or something so i wonder if if the other like six people are in that group of people with Cindy and the kids later on, or and, we never, uh, we're not well, we know they took Cindy late because I think it, and I don't know if they ever said this or if it was me putting this in my head, but I feel like the children wanted Cindy and that's why they went later and got Cindy. I don't know if that's true or not, but maybe that's my head cannon. I don't know. So, all right, so then as they're uh, escorting Jack from his cell, we see them put Juliet in the cell, and then we go to Jack's flashback. So from the subtitles, we learn that he's in Thailand, and he's trying to put a kite together when Bei Ling shows up to help him. So, Jess, uh, give us a little bit about Bai Ling and her kind of uh, relationship with the show and how... It didn't quite work out the way she was boasting. Well, she has a fascinating career in the fact that she was uh, she was cast in like Star Wars, and then she did a Playboy photo shoot with a lightsaber, and they fired her. And then she was on this Tired for Lost, and she said that her character had like a five season arc. And there's a great episode of the Lost podcast where the Darlton just they start just joking back and forth about the five season arc that she has and they start like pitching ideas and it's freaking hilarious just making fun of her so it's it's a weird uh it's a weird thing that she just like does things that does stuff to like shoot herself in the foot and lose a job over you know you know I feel bad for her because it's so hard to break into that industry like it's so it's like people would be so you know they would covet those roles that she got and for her to kind of like so easily blow it as you say i mean it's it's like a tragedy it's a tra it's tragic who is she gonna be in star wars let me read this thing about star wars so she was to appear in star wars episode three as a character called senator bana brimu but her scenes were cut. Ling claims it was because she posed for Playboy, but George Lucas said her lines were unimportant and cut months before they learned of her posing in Playboy. Okay, then then it was it had nothing to do with the Playboy. That's good. Yeah, it had nothing to do with it. Just, it was, that's she was a just... fucked up reason. Well, I mean, here's the thing. I I wonder if it wasn't necessarily that she posed in Playboy. She posed in Playboy with a lightsaber. That's probably what. If they were pissed off, that's probably what pissed them off. It was a it was a generic laser sword gunner. <laughs> it was not yeah. a lightsaber brand laser sword. It's a Dharma brand laser sword. It was Costco brand. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's All right, Korean knockoff uh, laser sword. All right, so then we it go to Jack. Light, it was a lightsaber, not a. <laughs> it was a, it was a Hyundai laser sword, not a Honda. Yeah. <laughs> hey, don't don't crash don't uh, crap on Hyundai's. I got one. Uh, all right, so I'm in a lawsuit with Hyundai with those engines. So oh, I think uh, Keith, you've got a Hyundai too, don't you? I've got I've got two of them. Nice. Yeah, but it, it, not all of them are bad. Just the Theta two engine models. Well, hopefully that's not what I have. <laughs> all right, so then we go uh, we go back to Jack, who's now in the polar bear cage, 
and Friendly comes to bring him a sandwich, and we find out that uh, the woman so who was... I actually wanted to bring this up. Which cage? I'd rather be stuck in the underground one, I think. It seems less, like, sweaty and exposed and... Like, right? Which which one would you guys rather be in? I don't know about you, but I want unlimited fish biscuits, which we can talk I, I, about. I want the cooler one. Yeah, I would think I'd want the one with, like, the tables and inside. You don't and, want like, the I one that know. reeks of Sawyer and Kate sex? Yeah, I don't want the one that's so, just banged. You're like, is that a fish biscuit or is that a... <laughs> right. Never mind. Like, ah, it smells like fish biscuits in here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, so we find out that 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 Isabel, uh, that she is the quote-unquote the sheriff, um, that Juliet's in trouble. So, Fuch, I know Juliet killed Pickett, but why exactly is she in trouble? If he actually went out and shot Sawyer... Wouldn't have Jack have killed Ben? So didn't she kind of do what she had to do? Um, I guess they don't see it that way. It's you, you know, that's that's the whole point of not doing hand for an hand, eye for an eye, is it's a terrible fucking system that doesn't allow for context. Okay. But if that's your law, that's your I just think it's a shitty law. They need Daz on the island as, as the, yeah. the, the in-house Dharma Ar- lawyer. Arbitrator. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so then we go back to the boat, and Kate and Sawyer argue about whether to take the boat to their beach or to just make it in camp at night. So, Daz, what would you do? Would you, like, go all the way around in the dark and try and hit their beach, or would you do what they did and kind of park park the boat and kind of camp for the night? Uh, I think they did the, the right thing. Uh, you need food, mate. Yeah, they've eaten. They need water. Like they can't just drift around the, an island that they don't know how big it is for God knows how. Crash. They needed to camp. They needed to the rest. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Nah. They need to figure out what their fucking plan is for a minute. Like they got a captive and shit. Like they, you know, nah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Take a minute. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, I agree. I, I think they, I think they, they did the right thing as well. So, all right. So then we go back. Uh, we go back to the boat crew who who decided to make camp, and Carl tells them that they do not live on this island. Uh, and then we find out that they work on projects. Of course, Sawyer says, like to steal the kid off the raft project. <laughs> and we find out that uh, they, they took the kids from the plane to give them a better life. So, Keith, again, man, I keep hounding this to you because I, I, I think this is important, something that no one argues about enough. But uh, with the knowledge Carl gave us, and we can assume Carl's telling the truth. Can't we assume that the others are good people? They're they're saving these kids. What? They're they're taking you... Claire and they're and they're trying to give her a better life. Why why do you keep wanting me to like the the others? You're you're very adamant on uh, changing my mind. No, because I think that honestly, like good or bad, we don't know. But I don't think anyone gives them the credit for being good people. I mean, everyone just assumes they're evil. I don't. Well, they're, whether they're good or bad, you have to agree their methodology is a little fucked up. They're kidnapping. I think for me, for me, it's a whole Dharma. Um, like if they're part of Dharma or not, I think Dharma is definitely the bad guy. Um, now, whether the others are, are part of Dharma remains to be seen. I mean, so. they were. There was a big Dharma logo on that. Uh, that podium in the, yeah, the squid is that the squid right but i mean 
But are was that are a Dharma using, station? Just the are they it? using the Dharma stuff, or are they part of Dharma? Yeah. Yeah, it's the uh, the Hydra station logo. Oh, that is a Hydra station logo. Okay. All right. So then we go to Jack, who's proving he's not as smart as Sawyer because if you didn't notice, he could not figure out how to get the fish biscuit. Well, uh, he didn't really give it a proper go. He just clicked it twice. And I still say Sawyer is smarter. So then Juliet enters with not pi- as smart as the bears. <laughs> no, not at all. Uh, she enters with pictures of Ben stitches and asks Jack to help him, but he refuses. So does we can assume that they're going to let Jack go. Um, and they already let Kate and Sawyer leave. Why would Jack not help Ben? But why do you assume they're going to let him go? I mean, they everything that they have said so far, they've done, right? They let Michael go. Uh, they moved him from one cage to another cage. No, but they let Michael go. They've not. They let Michael go, but we don't know where Michael is. They no, we just don't go Michael to his parents, to his dad. Yeah. We don't know that they let him go. They could have taken him and just shot him, and that was the end of it. I mean, but according to Jake, Jake to Jack, all we know is that, that they let Mike, yeah, Michael leave, like, and they let Kate and Sawyer leave. Um, I, I, I don't know. I don't trust the others. I think the others are the bad guys, and I think they do evil things, even if, you know, it's all relative. They do evil things, and, and our, our guys don't do that. They don't do evil things. They maybe do accidentally evil things or accidentally well, bad Well, I would argue that maybe theirs were accidental evil. I mean, Jack was ready to chop off Boone's leg with a cargo door. That seems pretty evil to me. <laughs> Plus, he made ah, uh, right. he made Libby that's OD on heroin. That's pretty. That's, yeah, uh, he, he murdered someone. But he didn't go over. through with it. He was trying to help. But yeah, that was evil. That was like <laughs> evil Jack. Yeah, who dude, thinks like, he's I'm doing saying, good, but that's so, the most, that's the worst evil. So that's what I'm saying, man. Like the, the evil, I guess, is relative to the time that you're committing the act. I don't know. It's like. Well, all right. Well, my point is I don't trust the others. I don't like them. And I mean, that's I, fair, but yeah, like... <laughs> that's basically it. I'm on, I'm on the, uh, you know, team Jack and Sawyer and everyone else. I'm on team. Everyone's the bad guy, (laughs) (laughs) but um, yeah, I mean, now Jack's in this predicament. He's just kind of like stuck. I feel like it was an awkward episode because he's like stuck in this aftermath of of the surgery and whatever, whatever drama happened between him and Juliet. Um, What does it matter where he goes? He's a prisoner. I guess that's true. All right, so then we go to Jack's flashback. A little bit of time, though, right? He bought himself time in better conditions by treating the leader. Okay, okay. But he doesn't want to just do whatever they want him to do. I no, think but they... this gives him time to figure out a plan, see where they're going, like get information on him. Because, again, let's, let's say he does just escape and he gets back to his group of people. Cool, then what? Like, they're in the exact same spot. They're still stuck on an island with no hope of rescue with a bunch of people that are far more advanced with resources and, you know, beyond their wildest dreams. Yeah, at so, least over there, he, with the others, he can get a cheeseburger. Well, not just the cheeseburger. He can figure out what the what, they, what their actual, like, you know, abilities are. And it they seems like over there is a better place to possibly go home. 
right? Again, they told him Michael went home. We could only assume Michael left. So I, I think what I'm getting from Jack, though, in this episode, that he is like he finds it uh, kind of a, offensive. What all that has happened? This this notion that because he's a prisoner, he he has to do whatever they say, even if it will, even if it appears to be strategic. He doesn't want to give them the satisfaction. Well, he doesn't sure. want to play that game. He, I mean, he might do it eventually. I don't remember what happens really after this, but he might help him, but he's going to do it on his terms. He's got the power this way, even if they can like put him in a shitty cell or, or whatever. He's still got ultimate the power because he has you know, the knowledge. That they well, he's need. got the skill set that they need. Yeah. So they can't, they can't mistreat him that badly. They got to keep yeah. healthy. Yeah, they they got to... <laughs> You know, he's like, you know, if they beat the shit out of him too badly, he can't do his job. You know, that's. that's I mean, true. how would you survive there, Doss, if it was you? Like, would you be able to offer legal support somehow to make yourself I, you know, relevant? I, I don't think I'd be of any much use over there. You know? Physical labor. Got it. Physical labor. It'll, Everyone it'll needs be. Well, yeah, I, I, I feel like, you know, my organizing background would have some application in, like, the island setting. Like, if I was, you know, uh, alone. I don't know how much Microsoft like Excel they need on the island. Hey, they've got enough technology there that I would have a job. So. <laughs> well, yeah, what's your, what, what would your skill be that you bring in? I'd be, I'd be messing with the security cameras and got it, um, got it, monitoring got it. stations. And, I, I mean, mean, I have supply chain that's always useful i would just torture Carl. i'd market myself as the uh vaginal orgasm maker or something i hmm, you'd probably get some uh, some angry competition there Doss. i'd want i'd want to work in the mess hall i'd come up with some like sweet dipping sauces for the chicken nuggets and stuff. <laughs> all right so let's go back to jack's flashback uh he well, just... what would what would jesse do i'd probably be a work man nice yeah. I like that. You could always drive the boat. There you go. He's got the beard. Yeah. He could be their yeah. resident child. Steamer. Raper. He could be the child <laughs> raper. Although it's funny because Jesse can actually take that beard off. It's a fake beard like Mr. Oh, Prime. there you go. It's perfect. But he's yeah. just in, in, in costume for the show. Jesse's got no costume. <laughs> he walks the walk. <laughs> All right. So then we go back to Jack. He's having dinner with uh, Achara. Achara? Achara. Uh, she asks him why he doesn't know how to fly a kite. And he explained that his dad is not the kite flying type. And then all of a sudden she tells him she doesn't want to talk about his dad. So we see that uh, she's taking an envelope full of money. So just when exactly does this story take place in Jack's timeline? It might take place like uh, in the the time after he's ratted his dad out, but I'm not really sure. Like, I really don't know when it takes. I place. thought it was before that. It could be because he. I mean, he's there for what months, right? Like, he's it's there for like time. fun, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if he's decompressing from some, you know, dramatic event in his life or not. Like, I have no idea. Maybe this is the future after after Jack uh, uh, is let go from the island by Ben. But he's got those tattoos already. Shh, dang it. <laughs> yeah, I was 
also thinking that where, when is, is this in his life? It's before what's his name? Christian dies. Yeah, I, I, I think I kind of agree with Jesse. I think that this is after he ratted him out, but before his dad killed himself. Yeah, or okay, okay. drunk himself to death. I don't know. Are there any other scenes where he already has the tattoo? That would be kind of the timeline. Well, we never see him with his shirt off, like in the well, flash. Every flashbacks. every other scene, every other scene we see Jack with his shirt off, he has his tattoos because those are Matthew Fox's actual tattoos. So they wrote that into the show. Plus, uh, I'm saying I don't know where. I mean, where where it's in the storyline, like it's a. Yeah, well, I guess it's safe to say. Time. Oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, I guess it's safe to say that those tattoos don't say what they said it was if that was his original ones. It might. Possible. Uh, I'm not sure. I didn't see the kanji. I mean, I can't read kanji, so seeing it doesn't matter. But All right, so then back to Jack in the Cages. kanji, right? Yeah. Okay. So, So back to Jack in the Cages. He's joined by Isabel, who reads his tattoos and... She takes him to answer a few questions. They join Juliet and Tom. And he lies about Juliet asking him to kill Ben. So when Isabel calls him out for and then Isabel calls him out for lying. So Daz, why did he lie? Well, he gives a great answer when he says, Can you can I go back to my cage now? Basically saying, fuck you all. And and I love it. I love it because I love that he. I loved it when he betrayed Juliet and revealed it. I loved it. I thought Juliet, fuck you, Juliet. And I was like, I just love that moment. And then when he does it again, when he's like, fuck all of you, I love it even more. I think it's great how Jack is resisting the others and non-compliant. It's it's so funny. Like they just can't. That he's he's always a step ahead of them without having really any grand plan or anything. He's a step ahead of the others and it's just wonderful to see it. Which it's great to see because Ben Linus, I feel is always like five steps ahead of everyone else. Yeah, exactly. It's all exactly. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I I get the sense from watching it that Ben is very used to being in on top, like five steps ahead, as you say. Well, and once this is throwing everything, it's throwing everything off. And the, saying, the yeah. Others are used to being um, in full. Well, you know, once Ben's out of the picture, he's like their grand planner. They don't have the ability to be five steps ahead anymore. Yes, that's right. They're they're like really lost. Yeah, <laughs> it's and it's it's they're pitiful, and it's really it's it's really wonderful to see. I agree. I, I agree with all the uh, with with all the Jack hating we've done lately. It, I did agree that those were uh, fun scenes to. Uh, to watch him where you hate him a little less right yeah exactly all right so then let's go back to jack's flashback as he's awakened by uh achara Atra, uh and she kind of baits him into asking about her gift then kind of scolds him for asking so fuge this is the one scene that i'm like i hate this scene uh, but they, they what the to, hell is going on here, Fuge? I don't understand. She they, they had to pull the story ahead somehow, and this is how how they haphazardly did it. But she baited him, then she criticized him. I don't get it. It, it. Her character arc is really short, so who gives a shit? Like, who? It doesn't matter. Short. She's she's got a five season arc. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <well. laughs> 
She she posed naked with a polar bear or some shit. (laughs) That would be awesome. (laughs) With like a a posed naked with a, what's that candy bar that they have on the island, Jess? Uh, An Astro bar or whatever. Apollo bar, that's what it is. (laughs) All right, so then he wakes up and there's a bunch of others standing outside his cell. When Cindy the stewardess comes in and to talk to him and she tells Jack that they're out there to watch. And then Emma, the little girl, comes to Jack and asks how Anna Lucia's doing. And Jack, I thought this was kind of bullshit, too, because they're like, none of them are like, hey, why are you in a cage, Jack? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, don't they get that something's wrong? Like, they're being extremely yeah, callous like, about it. They're like, why is Jack so upset right now? I'm like, <laughs> I know, like, they're acting like Jack's like, the asshole, and they're like, you stuck no, eating like, gets out of a fucking, like, trough. They're acting like he's a zoo, he's like a zoo animal, and they're all coming to watch him at a zoo. I know, but, but they're acting They literally like, said that we're here to watch. Yeah, like, they're like, surprised when he's upset with them for, like, just watching him be in a cage and like being completely fucking blind. You think they're there to see if he can figure out the fish, bis- fish biscuit? They're like, you can do it, Jack. You can do it. Can and do they're it. betting on it like a like a rat race type thing. If he could figure out the fish biscuit, it just it did. I mean, it was a really weird scene. So let me let me throw this out here at you, Keith. Um, let me throw another another uh, idea. If they're not good people, could it be that they're a cult? And that Ben is their cult leader? Oh, absolutely. I think I mentioned that before. Oh. Yeah. Hey, we, we're only talking about Jack's tattoo. What about the tattoo that Juliet got on her? Uh, she got a well, tramp stamp. That was, that, a was a, that wasn't a tattoo. Yeah, that was a, well, it's it's like that Nexium shit. Yeah. And it pre it it it, it, it like foretold the Nexium uh, cult behavior. You know. Yeah. That's kind of that's kind of interesting that, that, that now Smallville was going on at the same time, right? And you know who was in Star Wars Episode 3 with Bailing? Uh Bonnie Peace, who was in the Nexium cult. It's all coming together. It's all coming together, Daz. <laughs> all right, so then we go to Kate and Sawyer waking up in the morning. We think Carl took off, but they find him crying. So Sawyer makes it look like he's going to have a nice talk with him. He just ends up slugging him and telling him to cowboy up. Future, is this the right method? Um, at this point in time, yes, I think it is. Well, because, I'm... Yeah, no, no, there's a time to, like, genuinely be like, look, man, it's okay, blah, 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 blah. This is not that time. Like, they're in survival mode, and they're about to ditch him. So, like, he needs to get his shit together and, and start flying right if he wants to make it through this. So, uh, you know, it it's different you need different approaches for different people in different situations. And I think this was the correct one for Carl in this particular situation. I mean, this was a great scene. I mean, first off Sawyer calls Carl Bobby. And for the first time, I think Sawyer actually explains his nickname. Is this the first time you ever explained his nickname? Well, Jess? He, didn't, he didn't get it. I know. Yeah. But how sad is it? Bobby. How yeah, sad I, is it that called uh, him Bobby Brady? How sad is it that Carl's never seen the Brady Bunch? <laughs> like, well, uh, I would have gotten it if he had said Bobby Brady. I was Bobby. Was it yeah, Hill? I don't know. Hill? The, what, like, what, what is he talking about? Yeah, any Bobby reference to me is a Bobby Hill reference. Or Bobby Brown. Yeah, exactly. Damn it, Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> so then, so then uh, Sawyer gives this great speech, and uh, 
he talks about how some girls are worth the risk and others you name stars with, going back to Carl's earlier conversation. And he calls out Sally Slingshot, a.k.a. Alex, which is great. And he tells Carl that if Alex is worth the risk, go get her. So, Fuge, back to you again. Is this the best advice for Carl? Um, what else is he going to do? I guess you're right. He's yeah. stuck on an island. He's got to have some kind of plan. Um, there you go. I guess so. Cool. All right, so then we go back to Jack's cage. Uh, when Alex breaks the camera to go talk to him, she asks why he saved his life. I'm going to put a pin in this for a second, Keith. Why does she keep calling him Ben? Do they just not have a good relationship? Well, that's his name, isn't it? Yeah, but do you call your dad by his first name? Oh, I get what you're saying. Uh, obviously not. I mean, she, I don't think she has wants anything to do with him. I mean, didn't I kind of get that from the boat scene two episodes ago? I mean, he seems to be torturing the love of her life. I mean, yeah, there's not many options for, for her, I feel. I mean, yeah, it's I mean, either it's, him or Mac from Always Sunny. And I'm it, not saying it's always been that way, but that definitely uh, threw a wrench in the relationship. Yeah. All right, so... Uh, so then uh, Alex explains that they're more than likely going to kill uh, kill Juliet because of what she did to Danny. Uh, and Jack responds by telling her that it, that he saved him because um, because he said he would. That's why he saved Jack uh, Ben, because he told him he would. So he then has Alex break him out of the cage. He goes to talk to Ben, and Ben explains that, uh, that Ethan was their surgeon, which... Uh, is this just the first time we find? No, because we saw we saw him with. Uh, well, I guess we didn't know he was the surgeon, but we knew he was a doctor because we saw him helping Claire, or at least giving her sugar water and diabetes to Aaron. Um, recruiting uh, Juliet and recruiting Juliet. Yeah, it's true. Um, so uh, he agrees to nurse Ben back to help, but only if Ben saves Juliet. So. Does Ben tells Jack that Julia Juliet doesn't care for him. So is this true? And is Jack why is Jack doing this? Why is he saving Juliet? Um you know, he's just not in he has no skin in the game in in, in the fight between Juliet and Ben. He doesn't care about that fight. If anything, he's rooting for Juliet over Ben. But if it came down, you know. He sold out Juliet when it was strategic and convenient for him, when it made them. And he did create a lot of chaos. He created a great, he drove a wedge between everyone and Juliet. And that caused all kinds of chaos. And like, and, and that's funny. It's funny, like as an attorney, like that is something that I love to do in a lawsuit is you sue or you depose multiple people that were once united and then you create a wedge between them this thing that becomes that and you make them fight against themselves and they totally exhaust themselves. And it's a great, it's a great way to, um, you know, advance whatever your, your, your cause is. So uh, I love seeing that. Um, I, I think though, now that he has done his job, he has completed his goal of trying to get his friends out. He now can help Juliet. And he's in a position to help him, help her. So he does. He doesn't want to see Juliet killed. Or what was going to happen to her? She going to be tortured? Or I think they were going to kill her. They were going to kill her. 
So that, you know, that's sick. These people are sick. And Juliet is obviously acting under. I think that's another point is that he understands that she's like normal and acting under duress and doing whatever she can to get out of this hostage situation. Um, that's something I think he also kind of picked up on recently as far as, you know, in, in terms of the episode. So well, I think all it was, that. Just, all she wants to do is like just go home, right? That's right. That's all he wants to do. He says it like they talk about it, like, yeah, he promised me that I could go home. Um, you know, I know you're, you know, whatever, you're desperate to go home. So yeah, he's going to, he's going to help her because she's actually a victim like him. She's not, she's not the Or does he just think that she's his best shot of achieving his goal as well? Getting well, some they're, sweet, they're, sweet they're, love. I don't know that she thinks that. I don't know that he thinks that because I don't think he trusts Juliet entirely either. But we'll see. We'll see. I didn't say he trusted her. I just said she was his best shot. Maybe, maybe, maybe she is. Yeah, maybe that is part of it. I don't know. But that was that. That I think maybe both are true. You know, like you can you can mm -hmm. read into it both ways. So let's go back to Thailand now, as uh, Jack seems to be spying on a Atra. And uh, we find out she works at a tattoo parlor, but her gift is that she can see who people are and she marks them. Um, but she will not ink uh, Jack. She tells him that uh, he is a leader and a great man, and that makes him lonely, frightened, and angry. Uh, he tells her to ink him. She says, no, it's against her people, and there will be consequences. So, yeah. Fuge... So into this. It was so weird. And so, Fuge, I ask you this. I know we're probably want us to think that that's why the plane crashed because he got these tattoos. But at the end of the day, why is he being such an asshole to her? Like, why is he not taking no for an answer? Like, why is he taking no for an answer? She's know, saying no. And he is like almost like against her will. It's, yeah. He like, he tattoo raped her. Yeah. He <laughs> went friendly it. on her Walt ass. <laughs> it's like yeah, making right? someone peg you. It was, it was, it was weird. I, I don't, this, this scene didn't make a lot of sense to me. Did it make it more didn't. sense than, than the baiting and then switching and. Yeah. It made less sense than that. Uh, I just think it just seems what? like Jack's a person that has to have his way. And even if you tell him, no, he's not going to take it for an answer. But I don't know why she did it. Like there was no, like. She's like, there's going to be consequences, and then just does it anyways. Do you like, think that, Keith, do you think that because of the tattoos, that's why the plane crashed? I don't think it's because of the tattoos. That that's, What do you think, I Keith? Think it could all be connected, but I don't think it's the cause. Keith, do you think she works for Dharma and that she's trying to get Jack on that plane? And that's why she gave her the tattoos to get him off the island and onto the plane. No, not necessarily. I don't think. I think she just had a gift, and she didn't like the um, she didn't like the future that she saw. She, she didn't like any future. You know, you know when I, when I went to Thailand, I do remember talking with tattoo artists because I was thinking about getting a tattoo in Thailand. I didn't, but I was thinking about it. And there are these tattoo artists that are sort of like mystical. They have these kind of they're different kind of tattoos. They're not like this. The, it's not like the the everyday tattoo flash that you see in like some of these, or like a, a regular run of the mill tattoo parlor. They do these kind of spiritual or religious influenced uh, tattoos. They're beautiful. They're they're really really stunning, 
and they don't use flash. They use, they just will like do this technique on you and the, the tattoo will emerge from the technique, but they don't actually use any kind of graphic or any guide. It's, um, it's interesting, you know, like that's, I don't know that that is something that is that that is something I recall from Thailand. It's not like this was just kind of came out of nowhere. She is an Atras in the encyclopedia. Just curious. Nothing really important came out of it. Just, uh, just curious. Um, I th I think the idea is that through the tattoo experience, you will learn something about yourself, and then certainly she has some kind of insight into him and she, she believes in this power. And so Jack wants some of that. He needs to know more about himself. Mm. So that's why he needs to, this, the, he needs the answers in, 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 you know, that the tattoo will reveal. All right. Yeah. Good call. All right. So then after the scene where we, uh, we find out, uh, Alex and Jack go to essentially save Juliet. They agree not to execute her. Uh, but after that scene, we go back to Thailand. Um, and uh, the kid who sold him the soda pop seems afraid of him now, and he runs away. And then the people from the restaurant, including the great uh, Asian name... Ch Chet. How about we name all the Asians that weren't in this film? Chet. Chet. <laughs> <laughs> So Chet, the great Asian name, uh, they have essentially beat the hell out of him. So they beat the crap out of him and they ask him to leave the island. So future again, no means no. Did he not get what he had coming to him? Why do you keep saying he's on an island? What? Thailand. Phuket isn't Phuket on an island? Thailand's not an island. No, Phuket but Phuket is. is. Oh, well, he, well I, I thought it was just a beach. Is it on... Wikipedia, here I come. <laughs> well, anyway, did Jack not get what he deserves just for not taking no from her friend? Well, he wasn't supposed to get the tattoo. Yeah, he bullied her into giving him the tattoo, and those guys beat the crap yeah, out of him. And then she was warned, and he got the shit kicked out. And he got thrown so off of the, out of Thailand. All right, so then then we go back to uh, to Jack and Juliet, and she brings them a sandwich. It, it uh, is an island. No, Phuket's a province. A province, but it consists of the island of Phuket, the country's largest island, and another 32 smaller islands off its coast. Okay, well, all right. I was going to say, like, it's not just, like... Bro, look at the map. Phuket City is, like, part of mainland Thailand. Okay, but I I'm reading. No, it's actually not. There is an isthmus <laughs> between Phuket and the mainland. A oh, small strait, maybe that's the word. Strait. All right, isthmus. let's move on. Let's move on. Uh, so she brings him a sandwich, shows him her new marking, and as uh, he kind of tends to her scar, he he tells her that he and Juliet are going to make sure Ben lets him go, and they're going to work together. So, Keith, do you think Ben will let them go? Do you think, and do you think that Jack and Juliet are going to hook up? Well, um, no, I don't think he's going to let him go. Um, just because there's a potential that they could, especially now that he knows that um, where they're living, the only way he'd let him go is if there's a way to let him, you know, actually get off the island. He wouldn't let him go back to the other beach, in my opinion. And do I think they're going to hook up? Um, Probably just to piss off. Uh, well, for one, he thinks Kate's with Sawyer, so he'll probably 
give her a little revenge sex, you know, to piss Tate off. Or will Jack and hook then, up with his big man crush, Mr. Friendly? They were getting awful chummy last episode. Not so much this episode, but two weeks ago. Awful chummy. No, I don't think so. <laughs> All right, so uh, then we go back to Kate and Sawyer. And uh, he calls her out and says she feels guilty for sleeping with him. So, Daz, do you think she feels guilty? No, I didn't think that at all. It didn't even occur to me until Sawyer said it. But, and then she kind of looked guilty at that moment. But before that, I wasn't thinking that at all. Right? Okay. All right, so then we go back to Hydra. Maybe Sawyer's projecting and he feels guilty. Maybe. Uh, so then we go back to Hydra Island, and Isabel tells Jack that his tattoo says he walks among us, but he is not one of us. So, which Jack says is not what it means. Jess, what does it? Do you know what it means? Well, no, he says that's. Oh, no, he word. didn't say that. He says that's what they say. Yeah, he says that's what it that's says, what it but not what it means. Yeah. So what He's is it? That- what does that mean? That's what I'm asking Jesse. What does that mean? Is he talking about the tattoo or is he talking about the saying? Yeah, the, 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 well, the saying and the tattoo, like. Right, but it could be either one. The, the tattoo doesn't mean what it says. No, it's the, it's the same. The thing. saying doesn't. It's the same thing. What the fuck? Is, yeah, what's the difference? It's the same. How do you, how can you, how, no, because he could say the tattoo says. How can you extract says, what it no, means from what it says? I mean, I don't know. I don't the, know different, what, the difference is the tattoo could literally say he's a leader. Um, but he's scared. That's what she had said, right? That's not what it says. The, the tattoo literally says he walks among us, but is not one of us. Right, but he could be saying that because he thinks that she's wrong. Like, no, that's literally what it says. What about this, Keith? Does what may- does it mean? Maybe not, it doesn't mean that. Maybe no, he walks among us, mean. but he's not with us. Means maybe Jack is already dead. Keith, what do you think about that? Yeah, he's just saying there's like a deeper meaning to it, not that it it means something wildly different. Well, that's interesting. I, I think it just means that he's walking with him, but he's not another. I mean, the literal sense. Hmm. Interesting. All right, so then we get this awesome montage of Kate and Sawyer walking through the forest. We get Carl and Alex looking at the stars. Sorry, I I had a question about the tattoo. Does that mean that Matthew Fox has a tattoo that says those words exactly? I believe so, yeah. That's what I was trying to get at. That's what I was trying to get at earlier. They remake up the, you know, like they try to fool us. No, I think I think that's what it says. So, like, he actually had a tattoo and they wrote the script around his tattoo because this had to be... Yes. You couldn't get that lucky and get that. Done. Yeah. No, no regrets, guys. No regrets. They adapted the scripts to match his tattoo. Yes. But it's like all the, but she only, it seemed like she only did like the lines of like the, the words. Yeah. She, and she just did the text. Yeah. And then he had like the sun and everything. All the color around it was added at some later point, which is a, a story that we'll get in season four, I think. You know, the rest of the tattoo story. Uh, but I don't I don't know. That was added later. She didn't do all that. That's when he went in the tattoo parlor and sexy blue shirt girl actually gave him the tattoo. But he doesn't remember her. So in, right. season, oh, yeah. in season four, we'll learn the rest of the story. All right, yeah, so we get a tattoo story every season until the end. Well, he dies yeah. in this one when when he tries to escape and uh, gets uh, shot. Yeah, I forgot about 
Um, all right, so then we get that montage with Kate and Sora walk through the forest. Carl and Alex looking up at the stars together. Jack and Julia kind of sharing a moment. So Jess, uh, Giacchino effing kills it with this score. And we get, we get the silent lost. Jess, how effing great was this ending? Whenever, whenever there's a montage with Giacchino playing over it, it's, it's like, it's cracked to me. I love it every time. They cannot use it enough. And it's just, phenomenal and then the silent loss was this was this ending worthy of this was this worthy of the silent silent loss what was what did they montage again was the last they just showed like the carl and alex looking at the sky the sky and kate and sawyer walking home it was basically a here's where everybody is at the end of this episode kind of just like boom 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 as it's cutting to everyone looking at the sky or doing whatever looking at each other and then that was it. Got it. I'll say that, you know, I, th- I think the montage itself was forgettable, but the score was great. The score really did stand out this whole episode, I thought. All right, Jess. Well, why I see how great the ending was. I'm going to say it. How great was this episode? Say it, Jess. Uh, Admit I, it. I think it's, I think it's like, like lower to middle tier lost episode. Like, I don't think okay. it's as bad as one but people, okay, so I don't know if you said this, Jesse, but a lot of fans wrote, ranked this as the worst lost episode of all time. Right, and I've already named my worst one. Like all the Charlie episodes, I think are worse than this. Players yeah, this is definitely not a, like, a worst of all time. Kate's are worse than this. I think that like like some of Jack's are worse than this. Like it's not terrible. I think if you just it's just the flashbacks that are bad and all the I like all the other stuff. No, I'll so tell you I'll tell you the redeeming qualities yeah. in this episode. I don't even think they're bad. I think they're just like awkward at this point in the story. Okay, okay. See exactly. I'll I'll tell you what I think was has happened. People were frustrated with the pace of the season. Yeah. And they were just yeah. fed up. Like they got a lot they got a lot of story last time. But not nothing really on the island has moved forward from for like the whole season. Really, like, yeah, they escaped. Okay, that's great. But other than that, not they only much escaped happened. because they got captured. Like, which is exactly where right, we right, started. Right. So, well, so, I so, don't know. I, I kind of disagree with that, Daz. I think we're finally starting to move here. This is kind of the start of it. Uh, Sawyer and Kate are gone. Jack's on to his new life as Ben's nurse. Um, I I think this enough, is... it's not enough movement in the story for people are frustrated. They don't see it as a character study they see it as like a like a yeah you know, remember a the first thriller remember in the first season everything was blowing up and people were dying left and right and there was chase like there's just it's not happening so the first season was a lot of like oh we need to go find some water and then they would just walk into the jungle a little bit like not a lot happened like you know it was a uh, like it's definitely but, but moving bigger now you had the luxury of early intrigue, right? Like nothing had been established. Everyone was trying to figure. So they could wander into the jungle looking for water, and it was novel and new for the first season. You can't do that five seasons well, in a row. I also think they had the advantage in the first season of what is the hatch? What's in the hatch? Like everything revolves around the mystery of what's in the hatch. And then the second season, it's what happens if they don't push the button? What happens if they don't push the button? We haven't got to that point in the season 
I don't know. I'm not saying we we will or we won't. I I don't I don't know, but they don't have that moment in this season. So I think it does kind of make it like you're uh, you're uh, treading water. And again, you spent the whole we're on season nine, and so far episode nine of this season. So we're almost halfway through this season, and they're just leaving the cages now. We've had either Kate and Sawyer or Jack in these polar bear cages the first half of this season. So I think, yeah, I mean, I can feel why people are frustrated, but I think that we are actually starting to move. We're, we're actually starting to go in a good direction. Another people, another reason people hated this episode, I think is because people did not maybe connect with this um you know this kind of wandering journey that jack is on and he kind of like is discovering something about himself and it's very like introspective i, I thought it was cool you know i relate to that related to that because i had been uh traveling you know on my own through many parts of asia and you know there's something extremely kind of i don't know like there's a it's like a ritual or like a pilgrimage you, you do kind of I feel like it, it's a really beneficial ritual to to take on. In fact, a lot of Europeans do this. They'll take some time and travel through Asia or something. A lot of Israelis I met, you know, backpacking, they do this, you know, routinely after their service in the military. They go and they, they, they take a little trip. Americans do not do this that often. I don't know that many Americans who have kind of dropped everything for a few months to go travel. It, you know, it seems kind of counter, maybe kind of productive or like not, it's just not something that is done that often here. Yeah, it makes money doing it. It's anti-capitalist. It's anti Yeah, you gotta, you gotta, you know, that college debt really gets you. I, exactly. You you name, you know, places do it that, that don't have largely capitalist society because there's more focus put on you know, finding out who you are, what you want to do. And you're not, you know, piled with crippling debt right out of the gate. So you can go do that. You're right. It's totally true. It's a great point. I mean, it not, it's not Americans' fault necessarily. You know, it's like the system. Well, it's, we it's, the, it's the society we developed for better or worse. It's just where we are. You know? Th- that's right. But, you know, I, I'm very grateful. Like, so as a lawyer now, it's very hard for me to pick up and like travel. I can't really easily do this. Um, now, I, yeah, I can't really do it at all. No, you can't. I mean, it's parents, I, right? I can. Well, Keith, you're on vacation you every you're other every week. Two weeks. You're, every, <laughs> you're fucking doing some kind of. That's why you're 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 probably uh, you're probably a happy, well-adjusted person, I would think, because you're traveling a lot. And um, but I don't do it for months at a time. I'll do it for two weeks. Sure, later, sure. Yeah. Every little bit, I think, helps. But but you know, Jack is obviously going on a well-needed vacation. Well-needed. I didn't even call this vacation. He's on a trip. He's on a. He's traveling, and he needed to he, need, he needed to to find something, and and he did, and and for whatever reason that's important important to his character, but people maybe just didn't relate to it. I, I that's what I think is part of the issue because if you relate, they, they to just this, saw a spoiled rich doctor on yeah, spoiled rich doctor. What's he doing having this affair with this like you know hot native guy girl? Yeah, broad. I mean like. You know, they, they they see it as maybe him fooling around or like, I don't know. I, I don't know what the perception is, but I thought it was really cool. When I saw this episode the first time, my reaction was really positive. 
because I thought it was such a nice little break from all the the cage drama and like I was kind of sick of all of that. It was for me. It was nice to see Jack in Thailand doing this, you know, having this flashback. And it kind of reminded me. Of, it kind of reminded me of Locke going to the farm, you know, like having his marijuana farm adventure. I thought this was Jack's analogous <laughs> sowing his wild oats. <laughs> Although Jack's trip is way better. He got laid. He got a cool tattoo. Uh, you <laughs> he know. didn't get blackmailed by lock, the cops. Lock. Yeah, oh, lock. they did get the shit kicked out of him, so. Yeah, that's true. It's worth it. <laughs> Just jump right into the deaths. All right, guys. It's time to say goodbye to everyone we lost. And there is really only one huge death in this episode and that is the death of us not knowing how Jack got his tattoos and now we know and as a wise man once said knowing is half the battle their relationship is dead his uh, visa to uh, Thailand is dead. <laughs> he can't go back there. Can't go back there. Almost, Juliet. Uh, we find out maybe Ben's ability to walk is dead. Yeah, I'm, who's that random person like just injecting a large thing into his body? <laughs> yeah, I know. He's just like, don't, don't do that. You know, you don't want to do that. <laughs> but I mean, how cool would that be if you know we? Uh, he had some great scenes with John Locke, and now the tides are turned, and now it seems like Ben might be in a wheelchair, and Jack's out, or John's out of the wheelchair. So, hopefully, they will uh, come to they'll come to see each other in these uh, reverse states. So, all right, future. Let me ask you a question. Um, what are your thoughts now on Lost at this point? It seems like. This is part of where you started losing your love of Lost? Yeah, I think I kind of stopped losing interest here, but it was also taking a lot longer, you know, to, to happen. Um, I'm just growing more and more bored with it at this point, I guess. Like, this wasn't a bad episode, but I just, like, I don't care anymore. Huh? Like, the, I just, miss, the, the, yeah. the mystery it, sort of has lost its allure. Yeah, and you're just like doing character stories that I don't give a shit about. What are you saying, Jess? I was just saying, I think that they, I think that Lost is such a well-oiled machine right now that even when they don't have the story to tell, they can still bang out a much better episode than they could in the first first season. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, But I also have a question for you guys. Did Juliet choose the location of her brand, or do you think that they made her get it on her lower back? Because I thought that was a weird placement for that. Yeah, no one's uh, really going to see it. Yeah. No, she definitely did not choose it. Because if she chose it, she would have put it on the bottom of her heel or something like that. <laughs> you know, that would no, hurt when you walk, though. On it, you'd put it like on your ass or something. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Sign lower back brand, know. like. That's funny that that was your that was the question that you took away from this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want to know the play like who chose that. Like that's a weird place to get a brand that uh, you're being made to get. You know, I don't know. Maybe they're just like, all right, maybe the mark isn't really meant to be a stigma. It's just meant to be a reminder or something. I don't know. 
Well, for, yeah, for... Lower, back, lower back tattoos are really popular around them too. So it's like they were just kind of before they were called tramp stamps, right? I yeah, almost yeah. had a tramp stamp. The handsome like, logo tramp stamp. A lot stamp. of people got lower back tattoos, and then they were called tramp stamps. Now you can't get one. Well, I was yeah. gonna say, what's their um, I the the Thai girl, the the the, the Jack was with. I'm blanking on her name right now. Oh, Bai uh, Bai Ling's character. The yeah, Bai Ling had a Achara. Achara. No, it's too. If, if it's large, if it's uh, sufficiently large enough, it's not a tramp stamp. A large tattoo. Well, is you not saw a stamp. hers. What would you qualify that? It was like right in the middle of her back. That's not a stamp. That's no. just a big, a big Actually, story. it is a stamp. It's a brand that is a stamp, literally. Oh, Juliet. <laughs> yeah. No, I was talking about Biling. Oh, Biling's tramp stamp. That's his stamp. Yeah. Oh, I thought that was. Like I thought that stamp. was a tramp stamp. She's got a tramp brand. So, well, for and, those and one, but really quick, just because we were on the topic, I feel like I have to recommend a book to everyone, which is Michael Crichton's Travels. Everyone knows Michael Crichton from writing Jurassic Park. I'm reading Jurassic Park right now, the original. Oh, book. it's it's a classic. Great I'm book. glad you're. In, yeah. I hope you're enjoying it. It's a great book. I am. Fucking um, eighty-three all pages books are great. before you get to the islands. But uh, Travels is a really good book about travel, and it's it it shows how travel doesn't need to be like, you know, like some people they go on these vacations and they sit on a in a fucking, you know, all inclusive resort and they just stay there and eating, you know, eating like generic food and drinking generic drinks and they stay there and that's their idea of a vacation. Oh yeah, because they don't have to think. You know, it's a waste. It's a waste of time and money. Go out, go somewhere new, foreign, challenging, something that like makes... If you've seen Bill Burr's comedy, he does a whole skit about this, about people don't want to think. They don't want to travel. They just want to be shuffled from one food location to the next. And shove it in there. Ne- I would never be caught dead in an all-inclusive resort. Not, they're boring, dude. They're, they're stupid. stupid. And, and, it's, and it's a total waste of an opportunity to go do something challenging and something that will really change your life, something transformative. But, so but, that, but does. They're not trying to do that. These well, they, some people, you know, some people aren't, but maybe some people never thought of it. Maybe it's, people- it's literally, it's a land-based cruise ship. It's the same type of person that goes on a cruise. This is the whole Bill Burr skit. Like, they don't want to think. They just want to float around, and and the I, they can say that they're traveling without ever having to leave the hotel room. That's right. Well, you got to get out. You know, the world is out there. It's not in the fucking. The world's world. scary though, and then you have to learn a language and walk around. Oh, but that's find, the best. You know, uh, you know, one of the best experiences of my life. I went trekking through the villages of the Himalayas, and oh, I dude, would have to you're, stay. You're, and... you're preaching to the choir on this one. I yeah, I know. I know you like to travel. You like adventures. But, you he likes to travel. Place. He just doesn't like to leave his house. I just understand <laughs> their logic as well, right? Like, I'm just that. I'm not saying I agree with it. I'm just saying I understand. Yeah, but maybe it's not. Lo- maybe it's not logical. Maybe it's actually illogical to go to spend money, you know, go somewhere far to do nothing, which you could do at your house. I, I would. Yeah, I would say that's the, it is crazy to spend all that money to just go to basically a hotel in a different country and never leave the hotel. Yeah, right. right like, right. I don't understand. I don't understand. Why do, why would you, bother? what about, what about people that do it and they go on excursions and they go see the place? Okay, and, fine. Yes. Fair enough. I, that's, that's fine. But even, like, dude, I'm just saying there is, there is, but there is an opportunity really. to do that stuff and you don't have to book it through the hotel and the cruise ship and you can go out and find places to go check out the, the lands. It, it, it doesn't Very, matter where you stay. I, I mean, ultimately fine. But I, I agree. You're, you're talking about a different experience. Dog. But if you're doing it all inclusive, you're eating there. You're not eating the, the, the foreign cuisine that you're, 
you know, you're not trying right? all the village, the street food and all the village food or whatever, like the cool stuff. The stuff that you can't get unless back. unless you uh, take trips and go eat at restaurants. <laughs> okay, and, fine. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. But that's true. But then you should do that. Yeah, certainly. If you're yeah. Listen, why are you don't just sit on don't just sit by the pool. Go going to restaurants. Why would you stay at an all inclusive? Didn't say every night, but sometimes you can. Yeah, I, I I don't know. There might be advantages to it. You know, I don't if, know, you, if you use it as a base to go 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 on little local. Like when we went to like Iceland and we went to um, Peru, we just like rented a house with Airbnb yeah, and perfect. Then, That's what me and my wife do. Like went to town. We rent a car. Like, if, yeah. If we if it's appropriate, we'll rent a car. We rent a little place, and we just use it that place to sleep and maybe make some meals at night, late at night. But that's it. Uh, yeah, I always like to have day. a little little kitchen so you can grab some yeah, breakfast yeah. or something. Yeah, so you yeah, want to, yeah. you want to, you want I just like going on vacation with my best friend. Big Mike. Oh, wow. Wow. All right, guys, that is uh, my transition into episode nine, Stranger in a Strange Land. Uh, again, I don't think this was as bad as people make it out to be. I think it's one of the better ones of the season so far. Great on-island stuff. There's a couple scenes that kind of aren't that great in the flashback but uh, uh let me promise you this trisha talk takanawa is dead is next week you're gonna love it don't you think jess one of the better flashback stories it's uh it's a fantastic story i love it and the title is great too because of yeah you'll see it's kind of a glass ballerina situation but uh uh, you guys want to know whose episode it is? No. Uh, right. Hurley. I'm going to guess Hurley. We'll see who Trisha Takanawa gets killed by. Uh, so that's it, man. Any final thoughts on this episode? Go out. Be strange. Stranger in a Strange Land is a great book, too, by uh, Robert Heinlein. Nice. Well, guys, uh, that is it for We Have to Go Back, man. Thank you for uh, spending your time with us. And uh, you can go to wideopenmic.net for all the information on this and other podcasts, including uh, Firecast with Us featuring Fuge and Gunner and the Pistols, which everyone here has been on. We love you guys. We'll see you next week. Trisha Tuckenau is dead. Love you. Peace.